Forgotten is a new podcast about hundreds of young women who have disappeared and turned up dead in Juarez, Mexico, right across the border from El Paso, Texas. It's a story about borders, migration, and corruption. We talk to victims' families, FBI agents, and a former U.S. ambassador to understand why these crimes have remained unsolved. Listen to Forgotten Women of Juarez on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Welcome, welcome, welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship. Andy, how you doing? Why, Naomi, I my heart is a flight. My <laughs> lungs are a flutter. My that bladder is going. Uh-oh. We got to make a call to somebody. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. You know what? Upgrade to great. Hey, because <laughs> we just experienced something. You know, here in Los Angeles, we complain constantly <laughs> about how we don't do anything. Yeah. How all we do is sit in our apartment and eat Bavarian pretzels. I don't do that part, but I do sit in the house. <laughs> eat Trader Joe's. Uh, toaster made Bavarian pretzels <laughs> and watch House Hunters International. Yeah, that's the jam. That's the jam. That's real. American Dad's back. So now we're watching that again. <laughs> the exploits of Stan and Roger. But you guys, we recently actually did something that was fun and cool. Naomi, and it was out of the house. Are you a Stan Stan? I would not call myself a Stan Stan. I do not stand for Stan Smith of American Dad. I am a fan of the Afghan people, so I guess you could call me in Afghanistan. Nope. Nope. Won't do it. So, uh, if you remember back to episode 20, hashtag this bitch, was <laughs> the title of it was, uh, we had two of the writers from Bob's Burgers on the show, uh, Wendy and Lizzie. Now, Naomi and I, that's one of our couple shows, Bob's yes. Burgers. Back to the beginning of our relationship. I think, Naomi... Correct me if I'm wrong. Does not is our relationship not as long as the entire run of Bob's Burgers so far? Wow, Andy, I think you're right. We have been together eight and a half seasons. <laughs> That's us. Nine. That's us. We're gonna get syndicated, baby. We're gonna be here forever and ever. And I'm into it. Hundred episodes of our relationship <laughs> playing on pop. So. The thing is, uh, when they were on afterwards, you know, we got along very swimmingly. And afterwards, they were like, hey, if you ever want to come to a table read. And we jumped at the chance. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't be coming up in here giving us idle offers. Okay. We're not the couple where if you're like, you want to do blank, we'll be like, sure. And never hear from us again. Oh, no. We're coming through with a follow up. We're bringing you email realness. We are getting into the dates. And that is what happened when it came to that Bob's Burgers table read. And how exciting the night before, Naomi. 
you got a call from your agent or manager, someone saying they wanted me to do a voice on the Bob's Burgers episode. So you guys, we went to this table read, the table read we planned on going to, to just watch, have fun, take it in. And then I was at the table. I was at the table doing a voice. Ken Marino plays my husband. I mean, my God, it's all good and true and right in the world. And I bristled. (laughs) I I met Ken. I shook his hand. I gave an extra hard squeeze. <laughs> oh, my God. Andy's hands are so soft. <laughs> he would never even know he was ever angry with Could you. Can you imagine that? You know, Naomi is an actor. I am, I am. I would say, 98% a writer. 2% actor in some <laughs> cases. But, like, could you imagine if I got jealous every time someone played your husband on a show or your boyfriend on a show or something? <laughs> oh, and I mean, I-, <laughs> I could imagine it, but I don't want to. That would be a nightmare. That must happen to somebody, though. But, you know, you got your head on straight. Like, but it was so. Like I met Ken and I like twisted his arm behind his back and I'm like, if you fucking, if your lips get any, like within a meter of my Naomi, I swear <laughs> to God. Like we would be sharing a microphone, 80s. Yeah. Uh, like you were Bruce Springsteen, right. Little Steve. Exactly. Little Stevie? What's his name? I have no idea. His face always scared me. Guy from The Sopranos. <laughs> he was on The Sopranos? Yes. Okay, everyone, I do have to reveal to you, the listener, that I have never seen The Sopranos, okay? That's my truth. That's the place in which I sit, okay, in my power, in my honesty, never seen it. But I do hear it's very good. Anyway, didn't you love the read, though? Wasn't it so fun to be there? We were, like, kind of geeking out. Can I tell you the most exciting part? (laughs) Oh, I think I know what this is going to be. The best bagel I've had Uh in Los Angeles (laughs) was was at the table read. I knew you would say that because you... Couldn't stop talking about that bagel. It was thick. T-H-I-C-C bagel. That is one thick bagel. Oh, gross. (laughs) You know what? I love them thick and plain. (laughs) Honestly, that's accurate. (laughs) Thick and plain, baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, no, but it was. It was very exciting to hear, like, your favorite voices right in front of you. Or on an, uh, or... On a, I was an auditorium system. What do you call that? A PA system above you with all the people calling in from New York and Boston. I know. Eugene it- Merman lives in Boston. He's not going to fly out here for a <laughs> table read. It was super fun. And we were like, and not, it was also good too because it was like early in the morning. So it also involved us like getting up and leaving the house. So I think overall it was just a real good start to the day. We felt like we were involved. We got to take a walk around. Wendy definitely toured us around the offices, and it was very Take Your Daughter to Work Day. (laughs) But I was like, thank you so much for giving us a peek into the world. Yes. So uh, to wrap this up, guys, if you remember uh, uh, on these episodes where we have people come into the uh, studio, we see if we can become friends with them. And you know what? It bared fruit. <laughs> what we a became weird friends. Fr- what a weird <laughs> phrase to yell. It bared fruit. That Guys, is- <laughs> this fruit was born. <laughs> it happened. Okay. When we put our guests through that series of hard hitting questions, okay? We're getting to the bottom of something and then we're making it happen. So good for us. We made friends. I ate one thick bagel. <laughs> it was a great time. You know what's better than a thick bagel? Our first duo. Naomi. Uh, Not a good segue? No, I was about to say, when we uh, when we say our vows to each other, <laughs> I will say in my vows, you are the segue queen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. You guys, our first duo, 
from our most recent February show is Garfunkel and Oates. I am huge fans of theirs. I've been a huge fan ever since I saw Kate on Scrubs when I was in <laughs> when I was in grad school, just watching Scrubs all the time. Oh, which God. is true. That explains why you left without your degree. <laughs> um, you guys, without my PhD, I got a master's in philosophy, which is very very lucrative and not applicable to anything he does now. You guys, let me give you the hot takes. Oh, one thing I've set up, Naomi is this show was the night of a giant rainstorm yes. in, in California. <laughs> the entire state, Los, Los Angeles. And Los Angeles loses its mind when there's a slight amount of moisture Well, anywhere. also, as we know, there is no infrastructure, okay? Nobody's patched up these roofs, okay? There's nowhere for the water to drain. Gavin Newsom, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta give me some drainage, and you gotta give me a roof that doesn't leak. Anyway. Please, the bio of our illustrious <laughs> guests. You guys have seen Kate Micucci and Ricky Lindholm all over the place. You've seen Kate on shows like Scrubs, Big Bang Theory, and you've heard her on cartoons like DuckTales and Scooby-Doo. Ricky co-created and co-starred in the Comedy Central show Another Period. As Garfunkel and Oates, they've had their own show on IFC and recorded many albums, the latest of which is titled Secretions. <laughs> so, speaking of secretions, listen to this hot set from Garfunkel and Oates on a wet stage. Roll it. Did it rain on the stage? Did it? Wow. Oh my God, it was so I cold was back then. joking, but yeah, that's really... <laughs> Let's put our electrical equipment on it and stand there. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good to know. Happy Groundhog Day, guys. Oh yeah, what Isn't that today? Is, did, did the groundhog see its shadow? Yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> I'm oh. so over Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> I gotta say, I hate that I know his name. It feels like a small town joke gone way too far, and I don't, I don't understand why we still, yeah. But yeah, he's all knowing. Um, well, Kate and I, are, this is the longest relationship either of us have ever been in. For sure. Um, we're not together sexually, but in every other way, we're a couple. It's, I've always said it was training wheels for like a real thing, you know? Uh, like, a, like Not that this isn't a real thing, a, a, a romantic thing, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we met in 2006. We started writing songs in 2008. Mm-hmm. So I guess in some way, we've been together for... I don't know. Well, I, I guess if we start the partnership, we've been together 11 years. Yes. Jeez. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. But we found out a few years into our friendship that we actually met at music camp in fifth grade, which is so, I know. Isn't that crazy? It feels like, yeah, meant to be. It, it was kind of, that was an, a crazy moment because I said, oh, and I went to music camp. And Ricky was like, wait, music camp? Because like you hear a band camp right. or something, but music camp? And it was the tiniest little music camp in like the boonies of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. that we both had found. And it was like five hours from my house. And, and like five from mine, yeah. And we were like very far apart. You yeah, were, yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And I remember Ricky, uh, vaguely, I did not like music camp. I was very shy. I cried every day because I missed my mom and dad. And I didn't socialize. And I just didn't like anything about it. And, and I um, loved it. I hit the ground running. I was like, bye, guys. I never called my parents. I'm like, you're my friend. You're my friend. I'm, you're my crush. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You had a boyfriend at music oh, camp. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I just I, loved camp. I loved not being home. It just felt like freedom. And I just cried the whole time. I have a picture of the last day of camp, and I just, I look ill. It's not great. (laughs) She refused to eat. Yeah, and I just remember that Ricky's, like, cool group, because they were the cool kids at the camp, and um, I remember my counselor. (laughs) Yeah, my counselor asking. Being the cool kids at music camp is not that hard, though. (laughs) It's not a high bar. (laughs) 
It's like we all play violin. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> do you remember it was a, for sport, you could either do tennis or swimming, right? Yeah. What did you do? Swimming. Oh, I, I did tennis. <laughs> we kept missing each other at camp. And yeah. then I remember your group, they asked the, the cool kids, would you, would you encourage Kate to try to eat? Because she, I was just too sad. <laughs> I, yeah, I have vague memories of Yeah, of, I have vague memories of it too, but I remember you and I remember your boyfriend. They're like, there's this girl, she's not eating. And we're like, okay, well. It, it was just like I was crying. They wouldn't let me call my parents. So this is the therapy. Now it's just turning yeah. into <laughs> me talking about how sad I was at music camp. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that it, I feel like really grateful in so many ways for this relationship. I mean, in every way, basically. I feel like we've learned a lot of how to like tolerate someone <laughs> yes that's do you know true. what i mean like i feel like like the reason people get divorced is how they say pillow or something like like there's this guy who says pillow and i'm like well, well that's a divorce you know what i mean like you think you can stand it and then 10 years in you're like no no you say milk you say pillow this is not happening you know but like we like tolerate each other so stuff true yeah. and I, I remember uh kate we, says egg you know and instead of egg the other yeah. the other day at work, I do a lot of voiceover, and the whole episode was about an egg. <laughs> and I was like, guys, I got to tell you, I'm very aware that I pronounce it incorrectly, so please let me know. I think we really that. worked on it, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I think I remember the first time we were going on the road. We were, Seattle was our first out-of-town uh, show that we ever did, and I thought to myself, okay, if this goes well, if we travel well together, this could really be something, because I knew that we would need to travel a lot, and it went so well. Mm-hmm. It was great. We slept in someone's basement. Yep. And uh, and you stubbed your toe on that bed. I yeah. You I really do that a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot. I mean, we've been through a lot together, and it's pretty amazing that like we still have fun, which yeah. is great. And we've seen each other through a lot of um, boyfriends. You know, I don't know what you call it. What do you call dating in your 20s and 30s? Like, is it? Some are boyfriends. Some are fucking friends friends yeah <laughs> like guys i still kind of know you know <laughs> like it's weird how many if you live here long enough how many people you'll see who you've who you've fucked or done something with at a party like when you walk in you're like six okay you know <laughs> you're like what's up um, but kate and i we wrote this song that's basically like what it's like to date one of us for real so it's like an honest dating profile yeah. It's called 50-50. Close your eyes, make a wish, picture your perfect woman. Now open your eyes and forget about her, because I'm here and I'm not it. And before we go any further, there's a few things I'd like to admit. I'm a self-absorbed workaholic, my mind is always divided. My schedule is erratic, just like my thoughts. I'm easily depressed or overly excited. Woo! I can't do anything around the house. If you want food, you gotta cook it yourself. And if we stop having sex, I will leave. I have friends that can give me everything else. I've got goals and dreams and aspirations. I've got shit to do. And I'm not gonna change all my plans just to be with you. Yeah, we're the perfect couple if you're totally comfortable being alone. We'll always be together if it's cool that I'm never home. If you like overcompensation for boundless insecurity, this is where it's at. And if you notice I've been talking about myself this whole time, well, get ready for more of that. And I'm like, look at me, look at me, watch me, watch me, listen to me, listen to this, what do you think? Tell me the truth, compliments only, please. 
Oh man, you really get me. I'm gonna make your dreams come true as long as they don't interfere with mine. And I'll always be here for you for methodically allotted amounts of time. I'll be there to hold your hand if I happen to be in town. And any time you need me, there's a 50-50 chance I'll be around. I know this all sounds bad, but you know what else is true? That every word that I just said could have also been in describing you. Yes, every word that I just said could have also been describing you. You just don't feel bad about it. It's never even occurred to you to not go after all the things you've ever wanted to. You weren't subconsciously conditioned to give up your dreams for me or that loved and ambitious are mutually exclusive things to be. It probably didn't cross your mind that your mom had goals too that had nothing to do with getting married and nothing to do with having you. Can we stop pretending that it isn't kind of sad that your mom never pursued anything with the same intensity as your dad? And right now you're thinking, not my mom, that was her decision. Okay, sure, but all our moms, that's what they all envisioned? You know, are you sure? Kate. Because my mom... No. Really? Because every time Kate. you talked about... No. Well, what about Leslie? No, Kate, mom? none of the moms. None of the moms. None of the moms. So, therefore, I'm gonna make your dreams come true as long as they don't interfere with mine. And I'll always be here for you for methodically allotted amounts of time. I'll be there to hold your hand if I happen to be in town. And any time you need me, there's a 50-50 chance I'll be around. I'll meet you halfway there, but I can't give you more than that. I know it's not as sweet of a deal as every man ever before you had. All I want is 50-50, all I want is half. And if those numbers seem off to you, why? It doesn't mean I won't be your partner. It doesn't mean I won't come through. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means I'm the same as you. So if you're looking for an equal, you found it. But if you want someone better than you, try again. Cause I only have what it takes to be a man. I've never had what it takes to be a woman. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, some real honesty in there. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like we've had a lot of, like, uh, we had one time, I mean, it's been, like we said, 11 years, but there was one day that we unintentionally both ended up breaking up with boyfriends on the same day. It was an election breakup. Yeah. I feel like everyone, didn't everyone break up a week after the election? Like, I feel like we all did. Something happened. Like, everybody went yeah. through something somehow. Yeah. I was um, just like, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> and then you just broke, and, and my, my guy decided to move to uh, Colorado just all of a sudden. So we were both just like, well okay and like ricky came over and uh, i know uh that ricky when she's feeling down likes to have buttered noodles and so <laughs> i made her buttered noodles and we just sat on the couch and looked at each other like what just happened Today and sucked. how are we in the same boat at the same day on the yeah. same day i know i texted kate i was like we broke up and she's like so did we <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy election yeah um, <laughs> um. but uh but yeah i mean i think the fun thing too is i mean and there was that time we both dated <laughs> We both dated guys that looked like us. Oh my god! 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's true. If you saw the pictures, you'd be like, oh wow, yeah. yeah. Um, but but then you know we've dated a lot of interesting dudes. Uh, I dated a professional knitter. Mm-hmm. He made really nice sweaters. Um, I dated a guy whose family owned a Merkin company. Yeah, that's a plus. Uh, and, and recently, unbeknownst to me, I dated a Republican. Yeah, he he told me on our third date, and I don't know how it. I didn't feel it before, but I didn't. I, you know, you think you could sense that, but I don't know. Um, I didn't, and he's like, "I have something to tell you." I'm like, "Oh no, herpes, herpes, herpes." He's like, "So I'm uh, not a liberal." I'm like, you voted for Trump. And he's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say I didn't t- talk about who I voted. I'm like, so he did. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, there's more. I also have a lot of guns. And I was like, and he's, I know. He's like, and I know you don't love that. Okay. And then he was like, but I think like we could still work if, if um, I just, the only thing I would have to do is change my material so that his family wasn't offended by it. Yeah, so I was like, great, you know, absolutely. And Kate was like, you have to ask him what he means, like text, find. So I was like, how do you think we should change our songs? And he starts giving us like play-by-play song advice, starting with like, think of an idea, write down your thoughts on that idea. Yeah, what are you passionate about? By the way, this guy never wrote a song in his life. No, he worked for like a cryptocurrency, like like the Bing of Bitcoin. Do you know what I mean? Like not a high-end cryptocurrency company, which I don't even know what that means, but. Ricky was um, sending me like screen grabs of this text exchange and my blood was like boiling, but at the same time, I was like, oh, this is going to be Ask a good him song. Else. Yeah. So we basically took all of his songwriting advice and we wrote a song for him. Well, and, and the, thing that, the thing that he kept suggesting, he said, I really think you should write a song where both sides can laugh. Right. Because, you know, that way. And we were like, what, both sides can't laugh at our other songs? Like, right. But apparently they can't. Yeah. Um, so this song's called Both Sides Can Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while you meet a special kind of man. A needle in a haystack, a diamond in a pile of shit. A man who's never written music but thinks he can. A Republican cryptocurrency guy like Dan. Thank you, digital accountant Dan, for explaining how to write a song. I wouldn't have known to choose a topic before you, you Dan, you came along. Thanks for telling me to write down my thoughts and send them all to you. So you can make sure it doesn't offend the conservative point of view. Say it's time to pop my liberal bubble and reach across the aisle. Find levity in relatable things that can make the red and blue states smile because comedy should be inclusive and connect with the other half. It should make us all feel comfortable so both sides can laugh. Well, I'm gonna take your advice, Computer Dan, and write something bipartisan. So here's my song. Don't you hate it when you're liberal and you're stuck in traffic? Now I'm late for my big meeting! <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're conservative and your in-laws are here? Oh brother, what's your mother gonna say? <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're liberal and you lose your glasses? How can I buy my glasses without my glasses? <laughs> Or when you're a conservative and your gun control policies enable constant census devastating mass shootings. <laughs> Isn't it great when both sides can laugh? Ha 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 We're really not 
that different We should come together as one With easy, pleasing, breezy jokes You know comedy can just be fun So let's all get together And embrace the other half With this song where both sides can laugh Don't you hate it when you're liberal And a song's in your head Maureen, I'm not a theater person Oh when you're a conservative and your podcast won't load, it'll only play an ad from Blue Apron. Right, podcasters? Don't you hate it when you're liberal and you can't stop crying? Boo-hoo, I want civil rights. Or when you're a conservative and your pussy-grabbing liar threatens nuclear annihilation on Twitter. <laughs> Isn't it great when both sides can laugh? Ha 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 turmoil I should ignore it and be polite it's more comfortable for all of us if I don't choose between left and wrong <laughs> so let's all get together and embrace the other half with this song where both sides can laugh if I want to cease fire to transpire stop preaching in the whiny lefty choir embrace the climate change denier give every joke a qualifier with harmless responsible comedy where we all feel good about our choices that recognizes everyone as equally valid political voices Comedians should be on the medians and put a premium on obedience. Be through with mental acuity, find unity through ambiguity. All this complaining exaggerating is actually just exacerbating the futility and hypocrisy of the left-wing aristocracy. Let go of the same old blue shtick, stop trying to skew shit. I sound like a mouthy shrewd chick. Acoustic music isn't psychotherapeutic, I need to get a clue quick. If I want to accrue new YouTube hits, subdue this taboo, should I spew but a new Sorry, subdue this taboo, should I spew but a new more palatable point of view? Because I don't look like the enemy My tentacles are venomy A musical comedy see anemone But I should say that it's okay That no matter the cost you want your little pistol Or it's fine you voted for Voldemort As long as your reasons were purely fiscal Oh, you're just greedy I didn't realize that's fine <laughs> So let's all get together and embrace the other half With this song where both sides can laugh so what do you think, Dan? How did I do? I can't believe I used to write songs that had a point of view. Being general's always better for comedy, it's true. Thank God for you, Dan. Thank only Christian God for you. Thank you, Dan. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, everyone, and what a return it is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You've been gone so long. It's been a true journey. Welcome back. Find your feet. Tuck in. Uh, so for this middle part of the show, we want to play you our set. Now, if you remember uh, from a couple episodes ago, we were talking about fostering a dog. Well, we, we did indeed foster a we dog. We did indeed foster a dog, and it was an experience that brought us closer uh, and rocked us, and that is what we have brought to you now. Give it a listen. Roll it. I'm still even there. I'm still weird. It's all right. 
right. I like it. You're a manic pixie dream boy. <laughs> That's what I call him. Want to listen to the shins? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? I'm serious. Are they like? Are they like the super chunk? That well, good. That's a yeah. Uh, I've learned something over nine years. I would say more popular than Super Chunk. But Anyone? Any indie rock heads out there? That feels like the general indie rock energy, and that's why indie rock is not for me. We went to a fucking Ben Gibber concert once, and everybody was just sitting, and I just didn't understand. It was just like so, like all right, I enjoyed that moment. And I was like, where is the energy? You know what I'm saying? But that was it. I was indie rock right there. It was a, we're here. You know, that was it. Yeah, indie. it's a head nod. I mean, the, yeah. the, it's a basically like you fold your arms and you nod your head along to the music. Oh, versus. my God. No, I need more. You're I'm not like, going to church when you're at a death cab for <laughs> cutie show. It's so funny because in some ways I've turned Andy into a strong black woman. And he'll, like, say stuff. Mm -hmm. where I'm like, Don't you black secretary me. Don't you dare. But I love it. You guys, okay, here's where we're at, okay? Andy and I are in a new situation. We've been fostering a dog for the last two weeks. A Thank very you. cute you. terrier chihuahua mix. We've named her Crunchy, even oh. though uh, they named her Tessa. She ain't a Tessa. She has a beard, Okay. It's not a Tessa. It's, it's, it's a crunchy. It's a crunchy. She's very crunchy to me. Also sounds too close to Tesla, and then you have to think about Elon Musk and Grimes doing whatever <laughs> they do, and I don't want that in my head. <laughs> I just think about Tessa Thompson, which is Ooh. sexual, but I don't want to conflate the dog and that emotion, so I just said she's a crunchy. Um, but um, I this is like a big... Like, the decision to foster, we, Andy and I have never had a dog. Like, we didn't even grow up with dogs. Currently, you know, we do, our base household is two cats, one of whom's obese. And so, <laughs> the dog is like a new addition, and it's been, it's been wonderful, but then also tough, and we're just trying to figure out, it's like, we have a, it's like, are we, are we ready? Are we ready? For forever? No, is the answer. Okay. Who knew a dog was not a good pet for a depressive and a workaholic? Yep. Who knew <laughs> that an animal that you had to take out a minimum four times a day for hours on end <laughs> was not good for people who like to sit in bed yeah. and stare? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, man. It's real tough. I really, I do the first walk of the day. I don't, because Andy was sick when we got her. This wasn't the fucking plan. I don't, I really don't like mornings, okay? And to have to wake up and go into the world it is, it is hurting me. It's hurting me. I'm getting up, honey, with the sun. With the sun. And I'll tell you this. I very early realized, honey, I will walk around my block without a bra. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. At that time of night, I mean, that time of morning, you're swinging. Okay? That's what you're doing. And it's just real tough. Have any neighbors noticed? Have you scandalized us in this neighborhood? Well, I told you sometimes a dog likes to run. I'm trying to catch up with her, and I'm flip-flopping. It's like... I can't be out in these streets at that hour. We're ju we're just not used to like cats are very uh, our cats are are not like typical cats. They're very loving and they they hang out with us a lot. Um, but we don't have to uh, I, we don't have to watch them at every moment to make sure that they're not hurting themselves. Yeah. There's I wrote a list up of uh, things we've had to pull out of Crunchy's mouth. Yep, in the last two weeks. And this is in two weeks. It's a 
11 point list. Uh, just basic stuff. Wad of gum, twine, a stone, a wrapped Werther's original. Somebody's s- grandpa was walking these streets. And Crunchy got it that Werther's. Continue. Uh, a seed pod, a tumble weave. If you That's, know what- that is when you know somebody's weave hair is on the ground. <laughs> that is a tumble weave if you were not familiar. A lot of you are Caucasian. Continue. Yes, confirmed. Caucasian. Yes, confirmed. Caucasity. Uh-huh. Uh, a chicken bone, uh, an unidentified animal bone, or could, I mean human, there are many serial killers here in Los Angeles. They I don't know. Correct. So it was just some kind of animal bone. A bone. Uh, a cockroach. Ooh. This was fun. Uh, there was just a cockroach, uh, I think half dead, just sitting on the sidewalk. Crunchy went to eat it, and then another cockroach came up and tried to chase uh, Crunchy away. Did you know cockroaches have gangs? As big as they are, I'm like, you're not solo by this point. This is what, the cockroaches are fucking huge in this city, and I couldn't believe they had a system. Uh, last two, a peach pit and cat poop. So. Yep. Yeah, and it's yep. amazing. Thank I didn't you. realize how quickly I would become accustomed to reaching into an animal's maw. You know what I mean? I'll just take my fucking whole hand and just get in there and just sweep it. And I didn't know I could be so disgusting. If, if they did advertisements for dogs, the first thing the announcer would say was, do you like fishing trash out of an animal's mouth 10 to 15 <laughs> times a day? It's literally the whole job. You got a hook. You take your fingers and you hook. That's what we learned. Because did you know, like, people will just let you have a dog? Like, I thought there would be more to it. I thought I would get a pamphlet, a fucking one sheet. You know what I mean? Background check. Something, things to look out for. Something to let me know what was, like, I was like, I have never had a dog. Like, you got any hot tips? And they were like, bless. And that was it. (laughs) And so we had just been out here trying to figure it out. They did FaceTime Naomi to make sure our apartment wasn't like a hoarder's apartment. Right, 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 right. They were like, are you cooking meth? No, here's your dog. And it was that simple. And the truth is we are cooking meth. It's just in the basement. Oh, God, I, I could use the energy. But, uh, but we, uh, we don't know. We, we don't think crunchy. We don't think a dog is for us. We made up a, a, a pro and con list, though, to try to kind of go through it with you guys. Are you all dog people? <laughs> this is Los wow. Angeles. But you know, I see you say dog isn't for us, but like I still kind of feel like a dog is for us. Oh, let's go through the list. The love, let's go through the list. Don't get me wrong. The love that we get from Crunchy is uh, is just heart filling. And the love we feel for Crunchy. Don't front like it's a one way street. Okay. We are coming at Crunchy hard with the cuddles. Okay. <laughs> that is a full time job. I let that dog put his tongue on my mouth. <laughs> that shit's crazy. I would have never in my life. And that's how deep our love has gone. Mm-hmm. However. So I have a pro here, which is that um, I am a very squeamish person. Okay? I, um, I don't like to, even though I did start off talking about poop, I don't normally, I don't like to acknowledge that I have to poop. I don't like to acknowledge anyone has to poop. Right. Okay? No, bo- no bodies. Uh, but I become very comfortable picking up poop. I have become yeah. very comfortable pulling poop out of mouths. Right. I have become very so. Uh, I'm look. Here's another thing. I'm I'm the kind of person who, uh, if I'm cooking something, I will wash my hands in between every ingredient. If that makes sense to anyone. Do you know how long dinner takes? Okay. He's like, I don't like the feeling of the the yogurt. You know what I mean? He's like he's like I can't have it so I have to wash and I'm just like I'm hungry. I'm going to order. And I'm fully grabbing poops with my hands now. Right. And so I think good. that's a good thing. That's right. growth. 
This is growth. That is growth. I mean, I will. Where's my applause for growing as a person? I don't think they can relate to not liking wet hands. Um, I think I, I would say like a pro for me is definitely like, as much as I detest waking up, it's also probably good that I wake up. Don't you think like on a daily basis to get up is like pretty cool and tight? So I would call that a definite like pro of having an animal that has to pee outside. What's another one? What do you think is working? Uh, here's a con, another poop one, but this is <laughs> it's a little, it's slightly different. Uh, since you're all dog people, you you probably encountered this when you're walking your dog. Uh, you'll encounter uh, countless numbers of other dogs' poop on the ground, and these streets are lawless. I couldn't believe it. Those bags are cheap. You can buy like a hundred of them on the internet and nobody is picking up. They continue, Andrew. Tell me about how it feels for you. So if there's another person walking around, I have to very vocally and loudly say to Crunchy, hey, get away from that other dog's poop so that that person doesn't think that I just let Crunchy poop on the ground and didn't pick it up. Yeah, but you know. Because there's a social contract, Naomi. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, guys... God, hey guys, you'll know this. When fellas. You go, <laughs> hey fellas, when you go into a public bathroom and there's pee all, out, all over the seat, everywhere, and then you have to vocally say like, oh boy, look at someone else's urine all over this seat <laughs> so that they don't think it's your urine. You know what I'm talking about. Andy, nothing else sounds like it's more your urine <laughs> than you going, oh God, other person's urine in here. I guess I'll work around it. <laughs> I guess I'll pee here too, but not on the seat like some other people. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, but what about like, because what you're saying before, you know, Crunchy putting stuff in her mouth, but walking the street, you're saying, you know, I watch a lot of murder shows and I am just constantly nervous this dog is going to unearth bones, human remains. Whenever she stops too long, I'm like, we can't get involved. And I just run. I'm always convinced she's going to find something under the dirt. It's going to be a damn girl's finger from 1976. And it's going to just change the game for us. But you want that. You've always wanted to play a lady detective on television. And that's true. But when I'm faced with the actual possibility. But that's what's going to get you into the game. Like that, uh, who's the, the fire festival guy who wanted to like suck dick for to get the Evian water or whatever? He didn't want to. He was willing to. He got offered three reality TV shows. Did he really? Three. That's what this business is that we're in here. <laughs> if you discover a lady's finger, yeah. thanks to Crunchy, you're getting a TV show about being a lady detective like this. That's true. That's true. It would be called Sassy and Crunchy. That would be us. We'd be on these streets cracking one, a case. One season. <laughs> oh, Wow, you ain't got no faith in a bitch. With that name, that's not gonna that's not gonna test the How Peoria. is that any worse than Rizzoli and Isles? You know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. We could do it. Okay, I got another con here. Okay. Uh, when you're walking your dog, hey, hey guys, you know this <laughs> when you're walking your dog. No, uh, this is what I've learned, that uh, when you come upon other dog owners, the dogs get in this little kind of, like, scrum, and they're all running around, and you're all, like, trying to, like, get your leashes out from each other. Sometimes some of the dogs will start humping. <laughs> One guy who understands. Again, I'm a squeamish person. 
And uh, wait here, let me tell explain. Uh, I don't like. I don't. We have male cats, and their genitalia—it's not in a cloaca, but it's like it's hidden enough. We have uh, Crunchy is uh, a girl, so there's no like outward genitalia. I don't like thinking that they have sex organs. All right. You what? are so prude. Yes, I am. I am a prude. When I was 13, my parents got a band for my bar mitzvah, and I said that they cannot play one Madonna song at all because I thought Madonna dressed too scandalously. Can you believe? Can you believe that shit at 13? You were a fucking grandpa. I cannot believe you hooked me, bitch. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> when you tell me some stories from the past, I'm like, what is happening? Madonna dressed too scandalously, he said. Yes. And they were like, you don't even need the bar mitzvah. You're a man now. You're a fucking man now. They played her anyway. <laughs> and what did you do? I was furious. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thank God I loosened you up. Um... So I don't like like I don't want them humping in front of me. Right, right, right. You know what? If you want to hump, go behind a wall or something. Wow, thank you. So brave. <laughs> I would say like one of my, but like also at the same time, one of the pros is that like I have I now because you know people who have dogs who walk these streets, these are people who choose to engage. Okay, these are people who make eye contact. People who aren't ashamed. People who like to go, is she friendly? And my instinct is always no, because I think they're asking about me. You know what I mean? But in dealing with this kind of person, this open person, I am now forced to be open. I'm walking down Franklin Avenue with my head held high. And that could be really, without Crunchy, I wouldn't do that. I know. I'm not, I'm, I, what I welcome from this is the chance to practice small talk with people. Okay. It's not like I'm against small talk. I'm not like, well, I only do, I only talk about business. <laughs> I like that's How are your real, real talk is business. <laughs> what are your taxes like this year? Oh, God. I'm not like one of those people, oh, like yeah. a Frasier or something like that. Kelsey, I assume Kelsey Grammer just talks about like tax breaks. I think he should talk more about executive producing girlfriends on UPN, but... <laughs> Thank you, those who know, no. We need to be talking about Kelsey Grammer, executive producing girlfriends. Anyway, continue. What's your mortgage like? That's what an adult. I'm an adult, by the way. <laughs> Do you like how you have to, I have to say that to people? I'm an adult. Did you ask if I liked it? No. I was just saying, like, I. <laughs> no. I welcome the chance to like right. be able to, like, oh, hi, how are you? What's your dog like? like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Learn how to, what, like, a normal person. <laughs> Oh, he God. is not that weird. I don't know what you are thinking. You know how to ask about exercise. I don't know either what normal people talk about. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so what you, do we talk? Hold on one second. What do we talk about at home? Like, because now I'm like, I'm blanking on like what. if We don't talk about anything. We sit side by side and scroll on our phones. The ultimate act of intimacy. <laughs> and then we say, what do you want to eat? I mean, that's all a relationship is after like two years. It's like, who you want to have a hot meal with? You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. This is DJ Vlad. And I'd like you to check out the Vlad TV podcast. 
launching on June 17th. Since 2008, Vlad TV has been giving you hard-hitting, no-holds-barred interviews with some of the biggest rappers, singers, actors, professional athletes, former criminals, and everyone in between. We've interviewed celebrities like The Baby, Cardi B, Migos, Lil Baby, Doja Cat, Omarion, WWE Champion Mark Henry, 21 Savage, Warren Sapp, DC Young Fly, Fat Joe, Danny Trejo, and Charlemagne, and many, many more. We have regular guests like rap legend Boosie, media titan Nick Cannon, comedy legend D.L. Hughley, and NBA champion John Sally. We're the only ones brave enough to ask the questions that everyone else is too scared to ask. And when we interview someone, it becomes their biggest interview ever. So listen to the Vlad TV podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, guys. Um, As you just heard, Andy and I did foster a dog, a beautiful, a beautiful young girl, a teen mother named Crunchy. Dear sweet Crunchy. Dear sweet Crunchy. Um, We do want to bring you guys up to speed on where we're at with the Crunch-tastic situation. And unfortunately, Crunchy is not our dog. It is legitimately heartbreaking. So we had Crunchy for about two and a half weeks. And... Bonded hard. I mean, who we, knew? I mean, we renamed her first of all, which I think is like probably not what you're supposed to do if you're not sure you're going to keep the dog. But we went all in. Okay, literally, we picked her up, named her Crunchy, bought her a bunch of toys. We were like, "This is our child. This is our new life." She had a favorite toy. That kills me. It kills me <laughs> whenever an animal has a favorite toy because then it's like you can't not. You know, all the cynical people are like, they only want you because of your food, because you're giving them food. Or like, they're like, eh, animals ain't got no souls. <laughs> well, they're I love shoving their like voice. a ham hock in their face. <laughs> eh, this pig ain't smart. Eh. But Crunchy had things she liked and she had a little personality. And a big part of that little personality was not liking the cats. <laughs> yeah, she was a real spaz. I called her Spazzy Star. Oh. Uh. She was just I called her Spaz Pomentary. Spaz Pomentary? Yeah. Yes. Now that's the name for the next dog. Um, she, Crunchy, whenever the cats would move a muscle, she would lunge for them. And we don't, we don't even think it was her being aggressive, but she wanted to play, and she wanted to play with her teeth. And she wanted to go all in, which meant we couldn't leave them unsupervised. We couldn't even, even supervise, they move so fast. Like, we couldn't even, our house was divided. Yeah, she couldn't be off, the, if if we had her near the cats, she couldn't be off the leash near them. And, like, who wants to live that way? Crunchy certainly didn't. She needed a yard. She needed a dog friend. You know what I mean? And we had to be honest about it. We had the to look happiest in our- we ever saw her, we were invited to our friends, their one-year-old's first birthday party. And it was in this big backyard, and there were 10 dogs just running around having the time of their lives. Oh, Crunch Rap was living. She was zooming. She was zooming. She was making friends. She was sniffing butts. She was eating rocks. And that was her idea of a great day. And then we had to bring her back to the apartment where it was like, you can't run free because you might eat one of my sons. And I just to, by the way, we followed the Humane Society's directions for introducing your dogs and cats to AT. Yes. In fact, we even stretched out longer. We stretched out the introducing the scents to each other longer than they said you should. And still, Crunch, you know, Crunchy's a terrier. She's a terrier mix, and that just takes over. Yeah, she just she's going to get in there. And we couldn't have it. And so literally, like, Andrew and I 
both cried. Okay, we days. will, we will tell days. you, gentle listeners, our truth is they were tears from both of us. At the last minute, at one point, I was like, are you sure these other people want to take her? Like, we were like, maybe we can make it work. But then we just realized we would never be able to, like, all be in the same room together. We would never really be able to relax. And so... You know, our four-way, cr- we love Crunchy so deeply. Um, I do wonder if she would remember me if I saw her on a crowded street. Oh, I thought about it. She's <laughs> going to a, a a woman in New York. Which and... is like already killing me. I'm like, literally, <laughs> my dog is going back to my home? Anyway. And I'm, I'm like, I do fantasize about seeing her on the street and like her running to me. Like, I want her to know me. I want us to lock eyes in Chelsea. Um, but you know what? We, we're not giving up. We're going to find a dog. We're going to find a dog that... If not, you know, if it doesn't have experience with cats and has a live with cats, maybe it's like a breed that's more mellow and less reactive. Um, but you know what? We're out there. We are checking those rescues, websites, and instas. We are making plans, you guys. So one day soon we will come back to you, okay, as a family of five. I wake a party up in the morning. of five. A party of five. We will truly be. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do, pet finder. <laughs> so we're rebuilding as a household, guys. Um, but you know what? We still got some more good old comedy coming to you. We have another great set, again, from our February show. This is a real roller coaster, Naomi, this episode. <laughs> I know. We're going everywhere. You gotta tell the, You have to tell people where you're at. You have to tell them. Um, you guys, this next set is from the hilarious Kevin Avery and Heather Thompson. They're old friends and hilarious comedians. Kevin's written for shows like The Jim Jeffrey Show, Last Week Tonight, and Totally Biased with Kamau Bell. Heather has performed all over the country um, at clubs and colleges and festivals, and they have been friends for a real long time. So I think you're really going to love this set. Roll it! Hi. Hi. This is Heather. I'm, I'm Kevin. Heather. Yeah, you figured it out. Uh, how are you? Are we good? Um, I feel rained on. He he walked over like a martyr. I would have picked you up. I well, I trusted my fucking phone, and it <laughs> lied to me. I had a five minute walk, and I stepped outside, no rain, and I made the bold choice not to bring an umbrella, and then uh, I'm a I'm a mess. I'm a goddamn mess. I think so uh, you're yeah. so fancy, it gets you in trouble sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you're like I will I will research. I will uh, conduct my phone, and so, you know what I mean. I would have just stuck my arm out and been like, feels kind of wet. I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you mean I'm fancy? What does that mean? You're so fancy you don't know you're fancy. That's not even a thing. Wait, wait, wait. Why? First of all, okay, let's give a little... We're going to circle okay. back to that. Because uh, I really... You would circle back to that fancy. Well, that's... I feel like that's a blatant lie. Uh, but, so we, we met... So how long have we known each other? I believe it's eight years. Okay. And one person kind of clapped, like... <laughs> 2011 on the video. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, so... we And we met at a show. You reminded me we met at a show. I had forgotten. Yeah, this was a little touchy for me because I realized he remembered nothing and I oh, remembered really? everything. The- yeah. <laughs> I don't get that one was oh. Oops. Oh, it's one of these friendships. <laughs> Might be, uh, but but here's the thing. I we met and then we we. What was the the thing that got us hanging out? It was horror movies, right? We decided yeah. we both like scary movies. Did we decide we like them or we just thought we should watch them together? I I like them. I don't know what your deal is, Mr. Analytical, but I just no, enjoy I, them. What the fuck is that? 
This is the first time I'm hearing that you have all these uh, weird labels about me. I'm fancy and really? Mr. Analytical. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like those things. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel I've hurt you. Well, no, I didn't think we were going to get out here and then air that shit in front of the... Uh, uh, but so it was scary movies. But here's the thing. I... Like, I, I think I left shortly after we met, right? Yeah, I think we met. I really loved your set the first night I saw you. And so we started talking after your set. Okay. And we talked for a really long time. And we made plans to watch, like, one scary movie together. Yeah. And then you moved to New York. Yeah. And then I didn't see you for ages. Well, we watched the movie first. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Do you remember what movie we watched? No. Was it, was it Poltergeist? No, I didn't Do you think remember we were that basic. No. Do, what? Basic? <laughs> it's the fucking great horror movie. Yeah, no, I feel. Do like you remember what it was? I it's not this, but I want to say the ring or something like that. No, you know it wouldn't I mean? have been the like ring. It wouldn't have been a ring. I didn't. I didn't like the ring. I'm one of the few that didn't. I didn't find it scary. Uh, oh, maybe it was the others. You know what? They don't care. Uh, <laughs> true. True. The 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 point is, so I left. But we it is a tradition we've done. It's mm-hmm. it's a thing between us. <laughs> but in the eight years that we've known each other, we've done this tradition. I'm gonna say. Three times. Yeah, that sounds about right. Three times. Three yeah. fucking times. Yeah, yeah. And then we just sort of see each other then, in the street. Yeah. And we catch up. About it's like we see each other at a party and we forget we hate small talk with everyone else. And then we. Yeah, like and then we just go away. Like, this is everything that's happened to me. Yeah. And then you're like, this is everything that's happened to me. And we're like, that's messed up. You should work on that. That's messed up. I know. But we. Okay. Com- <laughs> we commiserate. <laughs> it is an instant therapy session. Yeah. We commiserated, though, about our love lives. Yeah, I think we do. Very talk. early on. Mm hmm. And because uh, we we clearly don't have our shit together. No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. That's maybe that's not fair. Would you say you have your shit together romantically? Um. Oh, I mean, ask me in a month. Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, let's see. Let's see how you know um, <laughs> some things pan. You know what I mean? It's like either I've figured it all out or it's therapy twice a week now. I'm not sure. Uh, well. <laughs> I mean, I, but it wasn't always, did you always feel it was, I think early on it felt like you had a calm, chill kind of. You thought I was calm and chill? Well, no. No one has ever said that no, about no, me no, before. No, no, no. no, that's because we were throwing back a lot of fucking wine. But, uh, uh-huh. but it was also, you had a very comfortable, like I would go to your place. I'd go to her place and it was just very, it was so mellow and relaxed and I chill. I a lot of throw pillows. Yeah. But when nice I decorated, couch? yeah, no, I have the best couch in the world, but I know how emotional I get. So I like wanted an apartment that could handle that. So I'd go furniture shopping and I would literally like sit in these giant overstuffed couches and I'm like, imagine you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like I mean, this one. <laughs> I mean, I, this is the thing I don't think I've ever told you is I really look forward to going over to your place, even though oh, we only did it twice. Me. Because it was so, so, I think I lived with like, two other guys mm-hmm. at the time and it was just like this it was a shit show I and uh I didn't think you were homeless but I didn't think it was a good situation <laughs> when we first met I just remember like being like where should we watch the movie and you were like your place <laughs> and I was like okay back the fuck up it was not I lived in a very nice apartment it was just it wasn't two guys it was one why did I think it was there were two people it's weird uh, it was one other guy but he would like he's the dude who would walk around the apartment naked and oh, no wonder you didn't want to have me over. Shit. And, uh, yeah. And so uh, I, I, didn't, I just didn't want to be around him all the time. But, uh, but you had a very comfortable place. 
You've been to my place once. He has the most beautiful home now. Like when I finally saw it, I was like, this is what you've been hiding from me. Like it's like beautiful wood and craftsman. And except for a few Star Wars figurines, I would get rid of immediately. It is, it is truly beautiful. Absolutely nothing. It is truly beautiful. uh, Not my cup of tea, but otherwise like. Wait, you what have does a that very mean? <laughs> you just you just complimented me and then like kicked me in the balls at the same time. What I'm do you sorry. mean it's not your I cup of tea? I think I just no you no no the Star Wars figurines are not my cup of tea. Oh, right. Everything else like I fantasize that like you die and I inherit your apartment. Is that too much? You did. <laughs> Even though I know on the inheritance list I'm real far down. Uh, <laughs> Because it really is beautiful. He's decorated for Christmas like that's his lifeline. (laughs) Take it easy. I don't. Here's the thing. I did decorate for Christmas. I got very excited. I love Christmas. And uh, and it was to me, it signified, oh, I'm I really have my life. When you can decorate for Christmas, when you're like Mm. an an additional decor, I feel like you've arrived as a grown up, you know. Uh, Tell me you're not fancy what again. snatches that away is when uh, it's it's February and your Christmas decorations are still up, which yeah. is my problem. Uh, and I'll keep it trill. My Christmas tree has been up since last Christmas. <laughs> last Christmas. So there are stockings. I got. Yeah, st- oh, there I are four those. stockings. I well, have just one person multiple. lives there. Just. <laughs> I know, but I feel like the, the mantle. You gotta. It does look like I. Uh, like I murdered a family of four on Christmas Eve, and then I just kept living there. You know, like it's, oh, this is cozy. It's Maybe nice. I should have asked more questions. I mean, whatever. But you, I, I do. You did kind of shit on my rug. I mean, like, no. Okay. Figuratively. Okay. You no, ask my opinion. He got a rug, and he got a white rug. Okay. And what you said? I didn't know it was gonna be that white. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that I think it looks bad. I just think a white rug is high maintenance. You know what I mean? I could tell one person in the audience took a black guy saying, I didn't know it was going to be that white, like a skosh too far. <laughs> like, where is he going with this? What is he? Who is he talking? Are they still talking about the rug? I'm uncomfortable. Um, all right. Are we good? Do you think we're good friends? Do you think we're close friends? Yes, but in a very particular way where we could go like eight months without talking and yeah. then again like see each other and it's like, I'll yeah. tell you anything and everything. Yeah, we're pretty open with our relationships. We did do a thing I feel like at the same time we both started dating lesbians. Which was a much smarter move for me than for you. Yeah, that was a, that was a faux like, pas. That was a little like slip in a... <laughs> I got more out of that situation than you did. I mean, some great talks I'm sure you got. You know, I got a little something, something more than talks. Mm -mm. No. Uh, I mean, it was all accident. I don't know what was, what my deal was that I missed. That's happened twice that I've sort of gone down that road and then, oh, not me. Okay. And then just sort of back away. I think it's like a compliment in a way because I think that you're just like, you're very easy to talk to. (laughs) Why does it feel like... I'm talking like I hate you, even Whatever. when I think I'm being nice to you. No, but like, you know, you're you're emotionally aware and intelligent, and uh, you know what I mean. Like, That's I could nice. see how Thank like, you. you know, women in general are just sort of like, yeah, I'll spend time with him and I'll have a conversation with him, you know. And, you That's know? fair. And then you end up with a lot of lesbian friends. <laughs> talking shit about my rug. <laughs> I don't know. How should we wrap this up? I uh, I don't. No, I didn't mean. <laughs> it sounded like, can we get the fuck off stage now? 
<laughs> Before I make Kevin cry, um, I don't want to leave without talking about your boy band. <laughs> First of all, I'm People always clap like your fans, <laughs> and it's the '90s. Uh, oh, but it is in my heart. Okay, I, I don't know that you've ever told me the name. Uh, okay, to put some context, this isn't. I'm not in a boy band now. It's not. But I was in a '90s R&B singing group. Uh, we were called uh, For Now. And wait, it's wait, wait, but was it's it just was what it you're the four? Yes, the it is. It is okay. the number four and yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I know, there were six of us. So I don't what? know. What? There really were. What? We couldn't do math good. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it was it, ha- it was an accident. We were going on. T- we were about to perform for the first time. We hadn't discussed or figured out the name, and some <laughs> lady came up to ask us, "Hey, so what are we calling you? How are we introducing you?" And we were rehearsing, and don't die. And uh, and I thought I was being clever, and I went, "You know, for now, um, <laughs> we'll be for now. I'll we'll get back to you." <laughs> And then cut it's to so like you. three hours later, we'd never, you know, and we're st- all standing in front of the mics, we're ready to go, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, for now, what the fuck? And curtain just raises, and we just had to like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. Thank you. Oh, there it so is. So that was the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm always trying to get him to dance off me. Now, I have very little formal training, but a lot of heart when it comes to dancing. Um, Let's see your moves. Okay, oh, oh, we have to go. You guys, I got to tell you, we couldn't include it in this because it was visual. There was a dance-off at the end of their set. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? That's how you know who your friends are. That's how you know who your audience is. Are they ready to see two grown-ass adults break into a (laughs) dance-off? Yes, they are! So, Kevin and Heather, if you ever get a chance to see those two out in the world... Check them out because it'll give you something. Force them to dance for and you. Force them to dance for you. You know, if, it, if you're an old timey West, shoot at their feet. <laughs> <laughs> Make them dance. You guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you had all the fun your ears could handle. Uh, before we go, we just want to give you some hot, cool, hip dates. Um, if you are in New York City, This Thursday, February 21st, you can catch me at Union Hall at 10 p.m. I'm going to be working out a new hour of stand-up, and my opener is Yasser Lester. He's been on Showtime's Black Monday. He's written for Girls, Carmichael Show. He is great, so we're going to have a fun time You might remember him from the very first episode of this show. With his lovely lady love, Chelsea Devantes. So, trust me, it's going to be a real good time. Again, Thursday night, 10 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Yeah, if you live here, though, in Los Angeles, you can see Couples Therapy. Next one is March 2nd. Good lineup. Wonderful people. Johnny Pemberton. Brooke Van Poppelen and Julian Villard. Mary Mack and her husband, Tim. It's going to be a real fun show, guys, so cop those tickets. As always, you cop those tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com, baby. Yeah, and while you're at CouplesTherapyPod.com, why not... Click on other things, like our Instagram and our Twitter. <laughs> Naomi is on Twitter at Blacktress. I'm on Twitter at Andy Beckerman. The show is on Twitter at Naomi and Andy. And on Instagram at Couples Therapy Pod. You can also get some nice, uh, cool merch on our website and keep up with all the other show dates. Uh, you guys, also, we have set up a Patreon. Are you excited? 
<laughs> I am. I was looking at you to see if you were excited. Sometimes, guys, Andy and I try to talk with our eyeballs, and we miss. We miss. The only times <laughs> that our eyeball talking works is when we are uh, reading strangers in public. Okay, you're correct. So in this moment, it was not. It was not accurate. Listen, guys, we've got a Patreon set up for your wonderful uh, support of five dollars a month. You get two extra bonus episodes of Couples Therapy Pod. Here's the deal. A lot of people over the last six, seven months have written us, DM'd us, and said, hey, uh, you know, we really like when you guys are talking. So we're like, oh, well, why don't we try to do something that won't cost people a lot of money, but like we can produce a couple extra episodes a month. That's just mostly you and me talking maybe more down to earth about our lives and things like that. Yeah, maybe a House Hunters International recap. That's going to be on my end. I had so many... (laughs) So many ideas about like uh, um, uh, segments and things we could do on the show that just kind of didn't fit this format that I, I want to do with that. Uh, so, you know Andy loves a segment, guys. Think about the fun. Think about the fun. So if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com, the link to the Patreon should be there. Uh, also, we have a call in line for advice. Please call in 323-524-7839. You can also get that link uh from our bio and twitter page and other places uh leave a voicemail and we'll give you some advice i think that's about it for now rate and review the show you know all that kind of crap you know this rate review subscribe tell your friend tell your lover come out to a show if you can thank you so much guys we'll talk to you next week bye Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. (laughs) And we're very confident. (laughs) We wanted to combine Boz's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.